welcome to a brand new episode of the Front End Happy Hour podcast. Uh, Augustus, you uh, recently, your team got awarded a patent uh, for some work that you all did. And what a great thing to talk about is learn more about patents in tech. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. So congrats, Augustus. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Let's also, as we dive in, obviously, Augustus is here. I'm here. Uh, but let's give introductions of the panelists. Stacy, you want to start off? Sure. Stacy London. I'm a principal front-end engineer on Trello. Hi, my name is Augustus. I'm a software engineer at Twitch. And I'm Ryan Burgess. I'm an engineering manager at Netflix. In each episode of the Front End Happy Hour podcast, we'll choose a keyword that, if we mention it all in the episode, we'll all take a drink. What did we decide today's keyword is? Intellectual. Intellectual intellectual definitely very legal term oriented uh fits really well i like it well let's dive in i i would like to know what is a patent maybe we should start there i had to really dig into this like i because i actually didn't know the history of the patent system i got a patent through atlassian a few years back so i, I went through the process of it but the history of it and like why it exists was you know sort of fuzzy to me. So I to refresh myself for this episode, I did some some digging. So you both are patent uh, engineers is what you're telling me. Yeah, <laughs> yes. That's right. Intellectuals, That's right. you might call us. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> um, so the, one of the things I learned, which was interesting, is that the legal basis for the fact that we have patent um, office is that it's in the copyright clause of Section 8, Article 1 of the U.S. Constitution. And the idea of it being there was to kind of promote industrial technological progress, strengthen the economy. So that was sort of the like background on like why, why it exists. That's really cool. Like I hadn't really thought about where it came from. It was just more like, oh, well, so you can you know, protect the rights to things that you've created, invented, but hadn't really thought the history and how much depth that goes even into the Constitution. That's really cool. And of course, there's also three different types of patents. There's like a utility patent, a design, and then a plant, which I'm not really quite sure on the plant what that means. So the design patent is really like having something that's unique, novel, visual qualities of a manufactured item. And then the utility patent is the idea or product pro that provides utility or function that benefits. Essentially, the way I've always thought about patents is it provides exclusive rights to the patent owner that protects their idea or technique from others being able to use it. And in theory, it has to meet certain criteria. So it has to like be really novel, maybe non-obvious. It has to be described sort of in enough detail for a qualified person to like maybe build and use it. And then it has to actually work. The interesting part is like those are what in, are sort of these parameters for qualifying but they maybe aren't always like strictly uh, adhered to. So that's why you see like lots of news stories and things about like silly patents or patents that don't really, you're like, what, how can that be a patent? Like that doesn't make any sense. Like there was, I think one a long time ago about um, cats and lasers. I thought it was really funny. It was like, the method of exercising a cat covers having a cat chase a beam from a laser pointer. <laughs> <laughs> Which what? is like, like wow. I think he got I think he got like 
I don't know if that's still around or uh, yeah, it was criticized for being um, obvious <laughs> and not patent. Wow. Yeah. And patents can be overturned too. Like they can, like, I mean, they can be rejected if you're applying, like Stacy, you'd mentioned having to have an application and make sure that it meets certain criteria. So you have to go through all that and it can totally be rejected. But I, I feel like I even remember reading that they can actually be kind of revoked at some point too. Yeah, they do have expirations too. That's that's the other part of it. They do expire, but it's a really long t- period of time. Yeah, you're right. Patents only last 20 years. What does it mean for, you know, we're talking engineering and tech. What does it mean to have patent? Like, are we patenting certain techniques? What what are we patenting? Like Augustus, you just went through this. What was the patent that you went through? Yeah, I guess I can talk a little bit about that. Um, and it's cool because patents are public. So it's not like something that, oh, we have to hide hide behind somewhere. It's like something public and it's shared. So uh, it's totally, you can just look it up. Um, the specific patent that I had was uh, we worked on a, so I work on a team called Promotions and we're responsible for um, a lot of the paid content that might be scheduled on Twitch. And we were trying out this thing um, called Community Boost. You might have seen it. It's called uh, Boost the Stream or Boost Challenges. And it was really this um, way for viewers to participate in promoting um, a creator. And so the actual promotion isn't something that's really new. You see a lot of places do it like Reddit or Facebook, you'll see like promoted labeling on something. And that's like lifting um, certain pieces of content to like higher sorted order in your like recommendation feeds. But the specific thing that we patented was, and it's kind of interesting for Twitch because we're promoting a creator, we wanted to make that experience when a viewer joined that promoted stream. Like we wanted to create an exciting feel to it. So we like created this experience essentially where like once that creator got promoted, like some like really pretty UI would show up like celebration or confetti would show. And that was, that was kind of what we patented the experience of a promoted stream. That's cool. So confetti was, uh, you know, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) very intellectual. You might say (laughs) cheers, (laughs) cheers, cheers. And, th- and then Stacy, you said you had a patent a few years ago. Um, what was that one for? Yeah. Um, so uh, my friend Emma and I, we um, paired up at, we have these hackathons, these internal hackathons um, at Atlassian. They're called Shippets. Um, and we paired up to work on this idea we had. And the idea was um, we thought it would be cool using like sentiment analysis engines to try to make tech more kind and like make communication um, more positive by giving people feedback as they type things. So like, let's say you're, you know, in a code review and you're doing a comment on a pull request, it might analyze what you've written and say like, oh, your sentiment score is low or it's high. And then the part that was the patentable piece of this, I guess, um, at least from the lawyer's perspective was 
it, I took an emoji and like based on the sentiment score would display like a happy face for, you know, a good score or a frown face for a bad score. Or like I, I displayed the poop emoji for the worst score, like you're being really <laughs> shitty. So that was the, the hackathon thing that we did. Um, and we ended up like, I think at the time we didn't have any sort of sentiment analysis stuff internally. So I just used one that was publicly available from Microsoft. But that part really wasn't like what the patent was. It was about the graphical, it was like the graphical user interface of displaying sentiment. And so we did the hackathon and we like demoed it and everything and people thought it was cool. And a while later, the lawyers um, from Atlassian must have started like looking through past hackathons and the presentations and sort of things that are happening internally. And we're like, we think this is like a really cool idea and patentable. And when we, that's, they approached us, which was interesting. So I didn't like reach out. Now the patent program is pretty robust. And like, if I thought I had a good idea, I could go to the lawyers and say like, patent this, but I, I didn't know like (laughs) that that was a thing. Um, So they came to us and then, in general, like the idea, like for Atlassian at least, is it's not, it's it's using patents for defense and not to be like an aggressor of it. So like Atlassian's not going out and trying to sue people. It's the inverse. There's a lot of patent trolls um, that may like patent something that they see in one of your products because the patent doesn't exist and then come after you and try and extort you or like litigate, like sue you to get licensing fees. And so the posturing from Atlassian is just to try and like protect against that with like kind of a protective intellectual property shield. Cheers, intellectual. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, cheers, cheers. Cheers. Yeah, I guess it's like leaving your door open, right? Like to the company where you're like, oh yeah, just kind of come in and like, you know, take whatever you want. It's like, well, no, we don't want you to take our ideas and try and basically make it your own and then reverse sue them so that that actually makes a ton of sense to just almost cover their asses a bit to just in case some troll comes after them that makes a ton of sense yeah i'm not cool enough like you two of having patents which is so cool that you have that but i know i've been involved where even some lawyers in Netflix, we, we've talked about that, like where it's been like even maybe it's like once a year where people are like, yeah, what what are the types of things that are being worked on? And so those are definitely things that companies are looking for, which I think is really unique and something that I don't know that I was aware of or had, hadn't really thought about is companies patenting things. And so I always thought that was really cool. And then hearing both of you had done, like recently had done that, that's really kind of a unique thing that, and I know at Netflix, like, oh, there's all sorts of different ones from automated video cropping to some machine learning type things. Like I was going through some of the list of it and I was like, wow, these are things I didn't even know we had done before. So it's kind of cool to even see that. Stacey, you mentioned like your company approaches it more in the sense that you can submit ideas, but earlier on they were kind of approaching people and, and trying to come up with that augustus how how did it start for you all on your team yeah i love what Stacey mentioned um like the whole protection like that's how amazon's uh views it as well um and yeah actually something pretty similar we we uh our pm at the time jeanette she she had other reasons for reaching out to our twitch legal team about the product 
you know, to make sure it was okay. And maybe some of the, the vernacular of what it means to be promoted by your viewers. And they, yeah, they were actually the ones that said, Hey, you know what? You should reach out to the Amazon patent team and see if this is a worthy idea because it looks like it, it could be in. And that's really when it got kickstarted. And yeah, I'm just really thankful. I'll be honest. I do not know anything about what actually happens in the application process. It was really done by the whole patent team. Like they set up a meeting for us to, and they like, you know, they were responsible for writing a lot of the legal vernacular that is required for these patents. And they just kind of asked us questions to make sure, is this right? Uh, the use cases that are described in the patent and like the future thinking of it, like, does it look accurate? So, but that's how it kind of started for us. Like someone um, from legal really recommended us to look into it. That's cool. And I also think something that's interesting too, is that it's not just one person, right? That you're like, oh, Augustus created that or, oh, Stacy created that. It's like, you know, in Stacey, your case, it was you and another engineer working together. Augustus, it was your entire team, correct? Like, it was, yeah, yeah, which so is, it was like seven or eight people. We were all on the patent, which so. is really cool because then your name gets filed with the the patent. So it's like the company, but then it's also the actual individuals part of that. And then you get some sort of award for it, too, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh well, Amazon. So, yeah, Amazon has a recognition program for inventors. And yeah, I think it's, you know, to kind of encourage like, you know, not like crazy amounts of patents, but like, you know, quality ones that that can help protect the company from, you know, a lot of the patent trolls that exist out there. Um, so yeah, the I, I guess like a lot of companies have like different themes for these, like if they have a patent recognition program. So for Amazon, they have these little puzzle pieces um, and they give you this cool virtual badge on your like Amazon profile, I guess. That's cool. Uh, so yeah, it was cool. And I think Stacy got one, right? Yeah. It, the, well, they just sort of, yeah, like a little bit of an incentive or just something to say, like recognize that you did it. So we get like a little desk, uh, I don't know, trophy. I'm not sure exactly what you call it. And then a t-shirt as, as you do in tech, you get a t-shirt for everything. So we got inventor t-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> that's what? awesome inventor t-shirts <laughs> i feel like you need a sticker too like then it you've got the whole package at that point <laughs> yes so we kind of I, I love the the process too of like even from an engineer's perspective is like we're you know at large companies we have lawyers right like we have lawyers that are there to do all this work and it's not that you're having to seek that out i'm sure it's a lot more difficult if you are you know freelancer or contractor and you're like hey i have this great idea i want a patent like you're gonna have to obviously probably hire a lawyer and go through that but it, it's kind of interesting that we have this available to us in you know in a lot of these companies which is really cool yeah i was gonna say for just for process stuff like we were approached and then there was the law like our internal legal team for the intellectual property team and then there was they worked with outside counsel for the patent, the actual like really like the writing all the legalese and filing the patent and stuff, I think was they had help from like this outside counsel. So I had a few meetings with the outside counsel where they asked a lot of questions um, about 
what we built to, I guess, to try and make sure that they could word it correctly and make sure that it met the criteria. Um, And one of the funniest things to me (laughs) is like one of the screenshots that we included for, um, of like an example of uh, sometimes people being, you know, mean to each other or like using harsh language in pull requests or code reviews was um, an actual quote from Linus Torvalds. <laughs> uh, and the, the quote, let me see if I can pull it up here really quickly. It just, it makes me laugh to this day that this is actually in the patent filing. It says, I'm sure that looks really nice if you're out of your mind on LSD and if nothing better to do than work about, worry about the right alignment of the asterisks. And that's like a real... <laughs> a real comment so wow. we put that so we we plugged that into the sentiment analysis tool and like it get it got a very poor sentiment um score and so we used it because we thought it was funny it's like oh we're in software and you know this is someone that everyone kind of knows and you know he's also known for being quite curt and rude and you know he's apologized i think for it since but um but anyway, I just thought it was funny. Well, that guy, that screenshot is in the patent documentation. So if you go and look up this patent, <laughs> it's in there. <laughs> wow. That's like so funny. And then, so I guess at that point, it also got the poop emoji, right? For that comment. I think the, screen, <laughs> I think the screenshots we used were like, there was like a second iteration where we toned it down a little bit with the the graphical stuff. And it was like, no, I, I don't think the poop made it in there. I wish it would have. I think that would have been even funnier, but I don't think it did. I'm just going to picture that the poop emoji <laughs> was there. That's 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 all that matters. <laughs> and then final process stuff, I guess. Like it took a really long time, and I don't know if Augustus how long it took from the application to actually being granted, but it was almost like over a year and a half, I think, before it went. Yeah, I'm actually surprised. They told us it could take up to 10 years. So we, so we were like, okay, well, this is not happening uh, anytime soon. But yeah, for us, it took around two years, I believe, for it to actually to after filing to go fully through like one and a half to two years. Wow, that's a long time. But I guess also that's why like, you'll hear sometimes inventions are like patent pending or like they're, they're basically they're filed, but they're just waiting for it to fully officially go through. And so I guess at that time, like it's not like someone can jump ahead of you in line as like, ah, I actually came up with like, you know, the same thing. It's like, well, you've already kind of filed and you're already in the the queue of things too. So it's kind of interesting, like us being in tech companies talking about patents and like, I always thought maybe this is, you know, my bias was like a long time ago, not really fully understanding patents, but you know, think it's like, it's an invention. It's a physical thing. It's, it's something. Um, but software is kind of unique in the sense that it it's a digital form. Right. And so what do you all think of that for patents? Like, should some of this be patentable? Like, you know, a technique or like a user experience, it feels a little bit weird that you can patent that. Well, we just talked about how long it could take. And that's kind of one of the interesting things with software, right? Like you can, it might actually take longer for the patent to go through the process than for the software, the life cycle of that piece of software. Like some software 
some features you develop and, and remove within, you know, a year. Well, if the patent, you know, takes longer than that, it's already pointless because now that you've taken that feature away, like it's just kind of a strange concept that it's so, it's much more ephemeral than maybe some of the other things that we classically thought as patentable, like, um, and, you know, engineering a machine and coming up with like some novel thing that takes a lot longer to like, um, go to market. Yeah. It's funny. Cause I'll be honest, I would not have guessed when we were working on the project that it was something worthy of patenting. And yeah, that's like something that I kind of realized, like, I think we kind of, uh, Stacy kind of mentioned, like, even like this laser pointer, there's like a lot of silly patents out there and you can really patent, like, I don't want to say almost anything, but it's getting pretty close to that. It's like, it's really crazy to see, but yeah. Yeah, it seems like the words have to be, like, they have to make the wording so ambiguous in these filings. I don't know if, Gustus, you had this, did you, like, I know what we did for our hackathon, and then when I read the patent filing, it just was, like, very abstract. Like, the the patent words, you know, I was like, here we, you know, we, we displayed a poop emoji if you were mean, is, like, the, the super short summary <laughs> of what we did. <laughs> But the patent says, um, indicating sentiment of text within a graphical user interface, a method of presenting a sentiment indicator with entered text is disclosed. The method comprises causing a presentation of a graphical user interface comprising a screen, the screen including a first area for receiving text and a second area next to the first area for showing a sentiment indicator. And it goes on and on. But like, whoa, like that's so (laughs) generic (laughs) sounding but in some ways they made it sound a lot cooler you know like a little more sophisticated (laughs) that's a better way to put it (laughs) i i do i 100 percent agree they make it sound super sophisticated is a great word i I think that's I, i will say that this is like i think one of the advantages of working at a big company because that, that especially has a lot of experience with these. So, for example, Amazon's patent team. First off, let me just say, I anal. I am not a lawyer. <laughs> but, what uh, did you just say? <laughs> I said, I anal. Okay, okay, wait, okay, quick thing. Whenever I read that online, I'm like, oh my God, that is, I can't believe this hasn't been moderated, but it stands for, I am not a lawyer. I anal. Oh okay, my heard it god. I had never, never heard that. that. That's hilarious. <laughs> You've never heard that? No. <laughs> okay, sorry. Oof, oof. Wow. Hope I don't get fired for that one. That's amazing. But, <laughs> All right, go ahead, Augustus. <laughs> but yeah, so, so I am not a lawyer, but um, yeah, definitely like one of the advantages of having a really strong, like a big company with a patent team, I, I believe for our patent, they kind of already had this template for like kind of illustrating a lot of maybe the foundational things they would need in a software patent. So they had diagrams of a very generic networking microservice diagram of here's a viewer that connects to the internet and connects to this box, this server. And I wouldn't think that that is something you would include related to what my pat our patent was about, but that, that was what they included. So I, it feels like that 
that is a huge advantage that a lot of big companies have. One thing I was thinking about as you guys are talking about too, is like kind of going back to, you know, should software be patentable? And when I think about some of the techniques and things that we've, you know, done over the years, like we've seen so much change so drastically in the web, like even some of the user experience, like how we do menus, like the hamburger menu, like that was a big thing or all those types of things. It's like, Someone had to create that. And yes, like it starts to be a trend and everything, but maybe someone should be credited for that. That's like kind of cool to be like, yeah, I was credited for building the hamburger menu or the like drop down menu. Like that's kind of cool. And it, it makes sense. Like we're all kind of building off of that. It's just less physical now. You know, I've always thought of patents as like, oh, this person has an idea and wants to claim it as their own and not share it with anyone. But that's not really what patents are, is what I learned. It, it's it's really about what Stacy mentioned, at least from a company's perspective, like protecting themselves from someone trying to be first to t- write down the, that idea and then sue you and get money. Because if you think about it, all these patents are public. You can just read about them and you could totally use them for your own i mean maybe there's like some restrictions on like what you could exactly do with them but it's not supposed to be like uh oh at least for me i always thought of it as like oh this is my idea no one else can use it kind of thing and that's not what it is at all right because you're you own the fact that you created it but you you kind of have to decide if you're going to go after someone for using it at that point too but like to what you both said too is the companies are almost like getting them so that they're not like they're just protecting themselves just in case there is someone who goes and picks up that patent to come and sue them just just basically to make money that's all they're really doing yeah i i read too that like for software patents i guess sometimes that could be good for maybe like smaller companies um to prevent bigger companies who have a lot more resources or more people from stealing the idea because like they could go to market faster with that idea because they have a lot more money and resources. So there's like some kind of protection for like the smaller company or individual person to potentially, you know, be successful with their idea before like a big company, you know, steals it away or whatever. And I think there's, there's some niceness to that, I guess. Um, Yeah. I think there's like, examples of like a lot of good good reasons good intentions behind the patenting process and then like a lot of examples of like people just gaming the system and trolling it and being terrible about it yeah i like to assume best intent uh but i really like the one the one around you know smaller company that that to me is is a good point because you know the googles of the world the amazons whatever like large companies can just be like oh yeah, that's a great idea. We can go like tell our engineers tomorrow to go start building that and they have that on hand. But if you are a one person, two person team, you may have to build that, uh, like build a bigger team that takes time or you have to build it just with the two person team and that takes time. And so that is, I never thought of it that way too, is there is some benefits to even just claiming an idea so that you can actually execute on it without someone just swooping in and and doing it first. So we talked about a little bit around the, you know, there is some negatives around patents, like there are people abusing it by like the trolls of it. I don't know how much we've seen with that with software 
too much, but I know like just reading up a little bit on patents, um, and I know both of you did as well, is there's there's some like abusing of like this already been happening in other industries. So it's likely something we're going to see more in software, but like, you know, what are some of the things that people are doing to abuse that system? Yeah. I, I know Ryan, you mentioned the, the plant thing um, in the beginning of that episode. And um, that reminded me of uh, if you, if you start like looking around for abusive patent systems, like Monsanto is going to come up because they've, they've patented, genes genetic material in soybeans and so there's a lot of there are a lot of articles out there um talking about how like farmers have been sued because they're they act you know either accidentally or happen to be using these genetically modified and patented seeds and then you know monsanto sues them because they're not paying royalties and it's it's all a little gross and kind of weird to me that you can patent genetic material kind of like patenting life that seems very like philosophically wrong. Um, so there's a lot of, there's a lot of examples of like that kind of thing outside of at least software. And then the, the pharmaceutical industry is known for, for kind of abusing this as well. Like it's legal what they're doing. It's not necessarily illegal, but it doesn't feel great or doesn't seem like it's a great, um, there's like a, a drug company, uh, Humira or Abby V, Abby, I think is the name of them. And they like, they made $114 billion kind of by gaming the patent system to try and prevent any competitors from coming into that space and pr- like creating a cheaper version of that drug. And so they end up making massive profits off it. And which sucks is like, you know, you think of like US healthcare, like Medicaid and stuff, they're paying huge amounts of money for this. Um, patented thing. And then without allowing that competition sooner, you know, there's all this money, taxpayer money, right? Like could have went, could have less of an impact there if they could have allowed some of these other companies to create cheaper versions of the drugs. So there's some kind of gross stuff they're doing just to maximize profits. Yeah, the drug company one I've definitely read about in the past. um, But even as like, before this episode was reading on some of that too. And it it is like really bizarre because it's it's capitalism. All right. We all know that. And, and you know, that's one thing. But to your point, Stacy, is it's also taxpayer dollars like for if, you know, if countries have health care. And so they're all paying into that to just like bloat a company to make more money because they're withholding, you know, other companies being able to leverage that. It's like kind of weird, too, because it is affecting people's health. There's all these like weird nuances that kind of come along with that. And then I know that what happens too, and what I was reading is like the drug companies will maybe own a certain drug or way of making the drug that no, no one else can. But then it all of a sudden that patent runs out and then that's when you start seeing more of the generic and uh cheaper brands popping up because they can then create them so i guess that just they've got this runway for so much longer and it really just prevents that which it does feel a little icky i'd be curious too is uh before we dive into picks you know both of you are now patent engineers does that uh, like is that a like does that help with your career like do you think that there's I think it's pretty cool that you can say that you have a patent, but like, do you feel like it, it helps level you up as an engineer? Is it something that you would mention in interviews or anything like that? I definitely think it does, especially at Amazon. Unfortunately, I don't have evidence of it, but 
I, from what I've heard, you know, it definitely helps elevate your portfolio, especially if you want to like go for promotion. And it's like part of like, I feel a lot of big, a lot of big companies, they do recognize inventors um, in a positive light because, you know, they're helping the company defend, like create new ideas and defend against patent trolls. So it, it definitely helps your career. And um, I haven't tried it literally just happened for me. So I, I don't know, but I, I'd like to think that I could take it to other companies and hopefully it's of interest. Yeah, I, I guess I don't know yet either since I, I'm still uh, at Atlassian and I haven't you know tried to go to another company and go through the interview process to like see like, oh, did someone find that interesting or of value? Um, it, I guess it could be a good inf- conversation topic. It's like, oh, cool. I can tell you about a hackathon and collaborating with people and creating some, doing something that I think is fun. And, you know, it, something I'm excited about. The idea was exciting to me and I really believed in it. So like, it, I think it could spark really good conversations with like interviews and the next places that I, that I might go. But, and then I think, yeah, depending on how you feel about patents, it, it could be, it could be, People could view in a positive light or a negative light, I guess. But for the most part, I think people have been ex- thought it was cool. Yeah, I, I I could see that helping when you're interviewing in the sense that it's like it's probably not like oh they have you know it's not measuring up of like oh they have a CS degree or anything. But you know like that's not the same thing. But it likely helps you maybe stand out. Like to stay to your point, it kind of tells a story. It's like you know a unique a unique thing that might stand out on your resume when you know. Hiring managers are reading a ton of them. And so there are those little nuggets of things that could stand out. So I could see that. And I never even thought Augustus, like at the promotion process. Yeah, a lot of companies as they're doing, you know, more with levels or, you know, any of the promotions for higher comp, those things might be written in in consideration for for those promotions. So that's really cool too. Hadn't even thought of that one. Cool. Well, I learned a lot about patents that I just hadn't really thought about in the, in the past. So it's really cool that both of you have been through that process. So thank you for sharing. It's uh, probably a good time for us to dive into picks. In each episode of the Friend and Happy Hour podcast, we love to share picks of things that we found interesting and share with all of you. Stacy, you want to share your picks for this episode? Sure. So first pick is um, the... Uh, EFF or the Electronic Frontier Foundation. I don't know if you've heard about them. They try and do a lot of things to promote um, uh, the the use of the internet and and doing the right thing with the internet. They created a Defend Innovation How to Fix Our Broken Patent System white paper, which is kind of interesting and kind of provides this kind of overview of like what are the issues with the patent system today and then also some solutions that could be proposed um, to Congress, the Patent Office, courts, companies um, can implement. So it's a nice deep dive into that. If you're curious after listening to this to like learn more, um, that's a, a good white paper to read. And then second pick is a music pick. Um, it's called Still Life by Alaska, Alaska. Um, it's a bit of a pop song, a little divergent from my normal picks, but still in that electronic uh, genre. Uh, Clash Music described it as extra an extra dimensional pop song with hypnotic vocals. Very cool. Augustus, what do you have for us? Ooh, sure. I have two picks. Um, my first pick is uh, so Riot Games, which is the company that made League of Legends and Valorant. Uh, they have a really, really good tech blog. Um, so technology.riotgames. 
specifically, I, I call out one article they have that they released a few years ago uh, about peaking. It's called peaking into Valorant's netcode of how they really kind of changed netcode on their end for how they can address um, some of the challenges that a lot of shooting games have where, um, you know, with latency, how do you like handle these interesting problems like peaker's advantage where someone is moving on a screen, but the latency uh, of someone who might not see them yet and they try to shoot, like how do they address that? Uh, What I thought was really cool about this article was at the top, they call out a bunch of design goals. And I've noticed that that is like a really good thing to do when you write technical specifications or docs, like having like overarching design goals of your technical system is something that's really, really good to uh, write out and work backwards from when you build it out. So I thought this article was like really well done. And it's like something if, you know, if you're becoming more of a senior engineer and you have to write a lot of those big kind of documents, like, it's like kind of a good example. And then my second pick, which is not technology related at all, is a Netflix show called Physical 100. And uh, the biggest TLDW I could give is imagine American Ninja Warrior, but it's Korean and it's a hundred people. And these hundred people come from so many different backgrounds of like being on the Korean national team for like rugby. There's like someone who's like a mountain rescue so their job is to rescue people on mountains and it's like testing them in all these crazy ways. So yeah, it was super entertaining. Check it out. Very cool. I need to watch that one, Augustus. I just have one pick for this episode, which is actually a show on Netflix. Uh, you season four is out and I, I liked the first few seasons and was like, oh, cool. I'm going to watch it. But I was like, this show's going to have to like kind of end. Like it's just kind of, you know, the theme of it, if you've watched it, you're like, there can't go much further on it. But they did. I, I feel like season four was really good, though. The direction they went with it was really unique. And I really enjoyed it. So it's it's only part one actually available. There will be a part two, which I really want the part two now because now I have to wait for it. But yes, I highly recommend checking out season four if you have seen the other seasons. And if you haven't, go watch the entire season or series. It's really good. Cool. Well, thank you all for listening to Patton's episode. Uh, Hopefully you're like me and learn some things about patents that I didn't know. You can find Front End Happy Hour at frontendhappyhour.com. Follow us at frontendhh. Any last words? Just remember, we anal. We are not (laughs) lawyers. (laughs) So just just a big FYI, we're not lawyers. W E A N. Oh, I guess it's not. It's A N L. Wet, wet, we ain't, we know. <laughs>